0: Welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L, and I am joined again by Robert from Swamp Things podcast. How are you, Robert?
1: I'm doing well. Good, Good to be on again.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. The, we get like surprisingly busy,
1: so <laughs> and time zone differences. Yes, yeah. But
0: for <laughs> astute listeners, will remember Robert from a couple of our Alan Moore episodes, I believe two out of three, and I uh, also recommended that Legion of Superheroes comic to us, which is the only time we've covered the Legion so far on the podcast. And we're here to talk talk some juicy stuff, because, <laughs> you know, we're, the main event is issues 316 and 317 of Superman, which came out in 1977. We're going to be talking some Metallo. But uh, first, I had some things to talk about. I caught up on Action Comics by Philip Kennedy Johnson, and I also... Uh, I sent this to Robert as well. I, wanted, I was going to do a brief discussion of the Superman Now pitch, also known as Superman 2000, a uh, pitch done by Wade Morrison and Mark Miller, and Tom Pyre, who apparently, in his own words, said he had nothing to do with it by the time it got rejected... So, let to talk about, um, uh, lots of whinging and complaining from my end, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> so I caught up on action comics and, uh, like it's, it's still good. I think, uh, I think Mr. Johnson really, uh, I think his best work is when he writes is in his villains. I have mm-hmm. really, obviously, uh, the war world stuff. I thought the villains were really great and, uh, like the authority too. And then in, um, like Metallo and Lex Luthor are both really great in his action comics. Although Lex may not be Lex as was revealed in the latest issue. So who knows what's going on there, but, um, Metallo is great. And, uh, yeah. So like, I'm enjoying it enough that I'll keep picking it up, but I've, f- feel like his writing of Superman himself leaves something to be desired. Um, and I've I briefly talked about this with Adam, uh, Adam talking Superman, and he strongly disagrees, which I, I get. Uh, <laughs> but for, for me, his Superman feels like... It, it sort of veers... There's a few writers, I feel like, that fall into the trap of Superman becomes almost a parody of himself, where every time he talks, he's making some speech and that's fair <laughs> it, it kind of like i'm like okay i get it like he's making another speech um i'm getting a bit sick of it and it doesn't like I, I know it's a sincere attempt intent but it's starting to feel a bit like hallmark card to me and so that ironically yeah i feel like superman himself is the weak point and you know it's hard to make superman boring for me it is hard like i most of the time. I find him super interesting, like it, standard Superman. But like you know, Dan Jurgens and a couple of others, I feel like can make the character dull, and that's how I feel reading Superman in uh, action comics right now. And I read, I read a bit of World's Finest by Mark Wade, and a bit of Batman Superman by Joshua Williamson. It's like a stark contrast that the way they write Supermans like, great, you know, uh, he's, he's all Mm -hmm. Superman, he's all great, and he's just fun and interesting to read, and I'm just not getting that from Action Comics, so, and it's also turned into, like, an ensemble piece, they're really pushing the Superman family right now, and it's big, you have Superboy, Connor Kent, uh, Superboy, or Superman, whatever he is, John Kent, um, Supergirl, Crypto, uh, the two new kids, um, there's Ch-ch-ch- Steel, Steel's niece, and, um, the Chinese Superman, I can't remember his name, because I haven't read much of him, but yeah, it's like, it's, a, it feels like an ensemble, it doesn't feel like a Superman century thing, and Lois Lane, obviously as well,
1: Yeah,
0: and it's just too much for me, Superman is not like Batman. I don't think he thrives when he has an ensemble. I think he thrives best when he's on his own, and it focuses on him and his villains. And it's just too much for me at the moment. Like, I'm reading, like, a family comic, and then there's some Metallo. And I think DC should start, like, a family genre. (laughs)
1: Like, family (laughs) comfort zone. they've They've gotten overboard uh definitely with Superman and Batman at this point. Yeah. It's like who do, who needs the Justice League?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, they've got their own leagues like. <laughs> <laughs> and so you know, maybe maybe Joshua Williamson's book uh that's called Superman. So maybe that'll be more Superman focused but I'll Yeah. Um but that that leads me into our Superman now talk cuz I was reading the Superman now pitch and I was like, i oh, preach it. So many of it was like my opinions on Superman, <laughs> you know? So
1: we, yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of that did show, has shown up elsewhere. So
0: it has, <laughs> yes. Uh, but like nope. all too briefly. <laughs> <laughs> Cause so it's, we saw Superman now, you mentioned this, Robert, it kind of, this pitch got rejected by DC brass genius move, uh, from an editor who, you know, quote Superman is difficult to write because he's so powerful. This is the guy that shot down the pitch. Um, good on you, Mike Carlin. Uh, and the, I mean like, so the, like the Morrison aspects, a lot of that made it into all-star Superman and then his action Mm -hmm. comics. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, obviously Mark Wade or what of that made it into birthright and with Mark Miller you could see stuff like Wuther in Red Sun. And I just the pitch to me was so good outside of like the weird lower Lane retcon thing. Um, not not mm-hmm. that I I generally prefer Superman Isn't married with like a extended family of fifteen Kryptonians, but I believe that part of the pitch was not in the final pitch they made. I think Morrison vetoed that because he liked the marriage, so... But, um, I have talking points, and obviously, Robert, feel free to pipe in as well. But the, the intro... Our intention is to restore Superman to his preeminent place as the greatest superhero of all time and to topple Spawn in every Marvel comic that's currently in his way. We don't think this will be much of a problem. What a statement. <laughs> Especially when this was like...
1: this. That, was that like Grant Morrison. Yeah.
0: And I, I would yeah. agree with them. I feel like if they got to do their thing, I think we would be in a better place now with Superman.
1: Not, yeah, it may, what do you think? Um, I think it, it, it would have helped. I mean, I, as we said, it uh, they've done most of what they yeah. set out in other forms, so I, I feel that their influence has kind of yeah. been out there. Um, whether people are, are, have the uh, chutzpah to follow up on it, I think, is more the question. <laughs> Well, they never do, which is
0: extremely irritating. Yeah. Like, yeah. why Why do they always get ignored? <laughs> you know? Everyone yeah. thinks... Birthright's great. All-Star's the greatest. And then everyone... No one really follows up on it. I mean, people try and ape All-Star all the time. Which irks me. Because they don't get it.
1: <laughs> they... they no, may, it, Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I feel that everything they propose... Can can pretty much be be undone, uh, mm. if if it becomes problematic. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is what we're going to be talking about later. Is uh, uh, has some uh, subplots that kind of undo uh, Dennis O'Neill and uh, uh, Neil yes. Adams. They did. <laughs> I did <laughs> notice that. Never more.
0: <laughs> my eyebrow kept arching until it nearly fell off my head.
1: Is <laughs> so. I, yeah. I I feel that everybody's afraid to take a big swing to be great. <laughs> um yeah. and upset the status quo. <laughs> there's the there's the aspect of
0: like yeah, we've seen a lot of that pitch, but we didn't see them all working together to create this sort of storm. And that's true. I think like if we got Superman now would we have got All Star and Birthright and debatable, maybe not, or not in the same form. Is the trade-off worth it? We don't know. But I think, you know, Birthright and All-Star are insanely well regarded, but they just haven't been the shot in the arm, uh, like, say, The Dark Knight Returns was for Batman, because writers don't follow up on it, or if they do, they... Yeah. You know, again, when, like, they read All-Star and they're like, oh, I'll make Superman this giant pacifist teddy bear that is infallible. It's like, no, you're not getting All-Star. That's not why it's good, you know? No. <laughs> so It has charm to it. Yes. And so I'm just... I'm reading it, and it, there's just so many things they say, and I'm like, this is what's wrong. Like, when I'm reading these issues of action comics, and I've been reading Superman comics in the past 10 years, the these are my problems with them. You know? And ironically, the New 52 fixed a lot of it. Again, because coincidentally grant morrison did the origin for that particular version but um so the first oh yeah i found this amusing no evil superman superman (laughs) should be uh infallible and trustworthy no more bad superman or crazy superman stories for a while yeah um can we do that (laughs) can we take a break on that
1: because it's not like anybody has anything really to add at this point (laughs) A lot of...
0: uh, I talked about this last episode with, like, the video game community or, like, the more younger community into, like, with a casual interest in comics might see Superman as unstable because Mm -hmm. if Lois Lane dies, he might become a dictator. That's not how you want Superman to be seen. He he is the last character you want to be seen as, like, a loose cannon. And that's... No, I
1: agree with that.
0: That's where he is, kind of, for a lot of people. And that's... I cannot express how unfortunate that is to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of the opposite of relatable to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's where we are. And all this stuff makes me think like, would this pitch have fixed this bullcrap? Um, so there was an amusing, you know, getting rid of the red underpants part, which I thought was funny. <laughs>
1: um,.
0: And the, that's com-
1: that's yeah. come and gone, Yeah, <laughs> will come and go again.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, I won't care either way. It's
1: <laughs> it, it's not a big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then there was a part about the Kents that they sort of said Park Kent should die. Uh, you know, but this, this is the part that I really latched onto is... Uh, Superman needs a little bit of tragedy here. The character works best and stands most tall when he's forced to deal with things even his powers cannot help with. Frankly, the post-86 Superman death aside has had a pretty sweet life, and the greatest heroes of myth and legend are always shaped as much by adversity as by triumph. That's
1: a, that's a good uh, working statement. Mm. Uh, making it, putting it into practice is always a trick with that. I you don't want to pile him down with uh, stuff so that he becomes a miserable read. You don't, uh, no. But um,
0: that I think that was that was uh, partially in reference to Park Kent dying because the Kents yeah. the like the Kents were alive. He got married, and you know, it's I've, as I've said on the show before, the idea of Superman just successfully having this, you know. Uh, st- family like just feels weird to me like the character always had this sort of (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know he's an alien um yeah there's like instances where he does have kids like superman red and blue or whatever happened to the man of tomorrow um in the latter case there was like a consequence for that though but you know he's just he may as well just be a human guy now like, what's what's alien about him? He can fly and stuff, but he has a normal family. He identifies as human. Mm-hmm. He uh, And there was a part... I was reading... I think it was Action Comics, and I was catching up, and he's like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, I thought I was lonely once, but it turns out I wasn't. You know, I'm so blessed with my life. It's so great. Blah, blah. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, your life's really great, man. It's, and that's not terribly interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know and
1: even the classic Lois uh, Clark Superman triangle at least yeah. added a little interest in there yeah and uh. I think you can still do stuff with that
0: because in the comics it's been decades since they played with that because they didn't play what? with it in New they, 52
1: they barely played with it during the burn run
0: <laughs> yeah like they got because it was like Clark was different he was more assertive Um, and like that, that's another thing, like all these, the best characters in history and mythology, which I'm super into as people will know, uh, they don't have the best lives (laughs) (laughs) or if they do, it doesn't last long. Um, and I'm, again, I'm not saying Superman's life should be terrible, but there needs to be something like he needs to have some problems outside of like the villain I'm punching this week. And he just doesn't. Mm -hmm. He, his life is so damn good in comics right now, he may as well be human. There is no drawback to be, him being the last son of Krypton. Nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not really pulled between his two heritages at all yeah. these days. He's not even an orphan anymore. There's no um, character drama. Like, yeah. and the, Yeah, they brought the Kents back recently
0: again, so they're also both alive. He's married. He has kids. And there's there was a thing i noticed in war world is superman never had any conflict at all about his actions no he was just always yep no i know what i'm doing and then it just always worked out and i know that's how philip kennedy johnson likes him he likes him being super infallible but superman he's always doubted and that's i think that's the measure of you know a great um, mm-hmm. man like him, or, like, a great benevolent person is, you know, they generally question themselves a lot. Yeah. And he... Or,
1: you, you know, gotta show, throw him a, a real challenge.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, he, he got the crap being out of him on War World, and I was like, how's he gonna get out of this? And then he just sort of got out of it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just like, where's his thought process? Where's the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the challenge of him in Superman Unchained preventing, that skyscraper from falling like his logic and trying to figure out how to stop that has been more interesting to me than anything, uh, that I yeah. can think of since
1: rebirth. Like, cause he just doesn't, you know, he doesn't seem yeah. to
0: struggle with anything.
1: Yeah. There's more concern about the nuts and bolts of how Superman does things in the, uh, well, the silver and bronze age. And yeah. there, there really is now. And they, they really haven't uh, come up with a good replacement if they're going to treat him as infallible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so it's just... Where's the drama? (laughs) That's the question. Yeah,
0: like, I am... You know, I want to be hooked. I want to be invested in the story. Mm -hmm. And I just... I don't get pulled in when it's just... Everything's just so peachy and bland. You know, as I said, the villains are great. The villains are what's carrying it for me. So... um. And, like, yeah, it was just kind of like a... Because I never knew how to put it into words. Uh, but they sort of did it. They're like, you know, you need a little bit of tragedy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or, or difficulty or conflict.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know?
1: I mean, it, um, you, you need <clears throat> something that he he just can't, can't say, oh, this is the right thing to do, I'll do it. And... Maybe there's two right things to do. Which which why does he which choice does he make? Exactly. Like I
0: think it was Elliot S. Magan who recently said like a good Superman story isn't about the villain he punches, it's about like the moral conundrum he faces. Mm-hmm. And there was just even if it's a choice between two rights, there's just never really recently he just hasn't really had to make any decisions. <laughs> <laughs> so it's and like this this goes for like every character, you know, in a sort of action or adventure comic. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, you don't want to turn him into Peter Parker. Yeah. Where you're probably they're heaped up on him and heaped up on him again. Yeah. But you, you do want to. Um, something. Done.
0: <laughs> like, there's no, there's no tension at all between yeah. any. Like, all the Superman family, they're just getting along swell. Everyone's chummy. <laughs> well, even. Like, just any subplot, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see where it goes. But... Yeah. Yeah, right you, now, you I'm have, just not feeling it.
1: Yeah. You had something else you, you said earlier about uh, the, the storm of it. There's just something about stuff being done in Superman and Action Comic. Yeah. You yeah. they have a bit of history on them. Yeah. And, and it, uh, if you do it there, it, it feels more permanent. Yeah, because you
0: know people are still, the so, like a uh, man of steel and burns run still has like a pretty big legacy. Yeah, they kind of keep going back to it. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, well, this is... I mean,
1: it yeah, it was in Superman in Action. I mean, I mean, maybe Dark yeah. Knight Returns would have had a bigger impact if they didn't follow it up with Year One. Right. True year one is better in
0: my opinion (laughs) But yeah i think it's just and and i saw like a post on twitter today it's like phil kennedy johnson it it was just it was such a i wasn't a big fan of the panel because it just seemed really transparent where someone a character went oh is clark kent your disguise and then he basically says no clark kent is like who i identify as and everyone's like, yeah, that's right. Clark's a real personality. I'm like, that's great. You know, but A, I just feel like it's a hand-fisted way to put in your take on the character and B, uh, as Mark Wade said, sorry, but Clark's a disguise. That's just, you know,
1: yeah, well, it, you, you yeah, look in different you, continuities. Or you can make it some part of mystery. How much is it is real? And how much is the disguise? I mean, that's at least, I think, more interesting than just one statement, the other. And as much as I dunk on the Crystal
0: Reeve movies, like that's part of their during charm is there is that bit of mystery there. Is like, what is he more at home with? You know, like where where is his? Is he bugged as Clark mm-hmm. that Lois walks all over him? And yeah, it's like yeah, Byrne made it so Clark's not the disguise, but everywhere yeah. else. <laughs> It's you know Clark is the God, <laughs> and you just for me, if you want to find out like oh what's you know concrete Superman answers you just got to go to Jerry Siegel, he made him, mm-hmm. um, and I think yeah it's kind of clear cut and <laughs> but that that's sort of like big sticking point with me. It just kind of annoys me when I see that like oh uh, mm-hmm. you know and I just I kind of want to get away. From the nineties. Like I in fact I I really want to get away from the nineties. I'm like sprinting and they just won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I think it is a big problem with Superman and nostalgia. And right now, because obviously everyone who grew up with the nineties yeah, is or, writing comics. I, I wish now. they would
1: broaden their nostalgia.
0: Yes, broaden it. Yeah. Cause the nineties weren't that great, I'm sorry yeah, to I say. <laughs>
1: I mean, they they had their moments, but I, I will say that uh, um, the death of Superman kind of overshadows all of the the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I've...
0: Yeah. It, they just... To be honest, like, the writing... You know, again, like, Dan Jacobs and stuff was just mediocre writing all across the board in the 90s, like, I think... But people grew up with it, and they got this nostalgia for it, which is fine, but I don't want to be reading 90s Superman. Please, God, no. <laughs> and it wasn't all bad. Roger Stern's great. Uh, Louis Simerson's good as well. But uh, it's just... Yeah, but people, people seem to want that. They just sort of want the nostalgia of Superman back, like... I just, I feel like I'm an alien sometimes where I want good Superman stories with creative premises, which is why I dug War World so much, but like everyone's just mm. so excited. He's back in Metropolis, Daily Planet. Yeah. Perry White. Oh, death of Superman anniversary, you know? Yeah. Uh, by the way, that, that 30th anniversary issue was just the definition of mediocre,
1: and yeah there there, there was not a whole lot that put shed new light on the even from the the good writers
0: like there was just nothing (laughs) and the the dan jergens one was just kind of embarrassing like doombreaker that was really bad and that got turned into a backup that is a backup in action comics right now is dan jergens writing doombreaker uh with like a uh when john was 10 and it's like a lois and clark sequel and i'm just like this guy's getting off by his name alone, because it's not good. So, yeah,
1: I mean, he's, done, he's done some good stuff, but I mean I, I would I would say his best stuff is not on Superman.
0: Yeah, no, I mean we we sung his praises, uh, especially as an artist. He's a brilliant artist, and we sung his praises in the the Superman Alien crossover comic as well, which is actually good. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And even, even these guys going down my notes are calling out like the cancer just used too much as like a he needs to he goes to them for advice and they fix all his problems. And it makes the character less independent, that's another thing. You know? But again they're back now, so whatever. <laughs> uh, and so well yeah.
1: the, the, the the trick is to, to to not use I mean I, I feel that the Kents are good characters. Yeah. You just got, can't use them as a crutch. Agreed. he has a,
0: a personal problem. Are they, they're great in Birthright. Um, they're, they like, uh, they're funny, they're charming, and there's one point where he asks them for advice and they're just like, come home. You know, you don't have to do this. It's fine, come home. So they didn't fix all his problems. He still made his own decision to not yeah. go home. And Lois and Clark, the TV series, uh, the Kents are great in that as well. Mm-hmm. They're funny. Um, so you can... like They don't have to be dead, but they just... Park yeah. can't be like a Pez dispenser of sage advice. You know?
1: Yeah. And I I feel that uh, Man of Steel, uh, BVS, uh, mm-hmm. Justice League didn't know what to do with the kids either. <laughs> I... Um... Maybe a little bit of Man of Steel, but I I feel that, well, uh, Ma Kent's just somebody to be kidnapped in BVS.
2: Well, there
1: was that part in BVS where he called her up, and
0: she's like, you know, they're being horrible to you, you don't owe them anything. Yeah. And that was very birthright to me. And to be honest, I I liked Martha Kent being kidnapped. Uh, I mean... I was going to say instead of Lois, but she was also kidnapped around the same time. So <laughs> it's nice it's to see someone else kidnapped as well. Yeah, uh, I think the idea of kidnapping Superman's mother is always like uh, resonates with me a bit more because we've seen it done with Lois so much. You know, again, I don't know. It's like the idea of Batman rescuing Superman's mom, but uh,
1: <laughs> very violently,
0: <laughs> very violently. Yeah.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, so you know, there's just it—it it, it might just sound like you know cranky, ranting, and it kind of is because I caught up on action comics and I was kind of bummed out, and then I read this and I'm like, oh, this is, you know, this pitch from twenty three years ago is highlighting all my super problems I have with. Superman in comics at the moment so
1: yeah and it's I scrum, mean depressing. I feel like uh, um, the, 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 one of the tricks is giving Superman a concrete problem that he has to overcome I yeah. mean I think Morrison gave him several in his action comics run like
2: yeah. Clean
1: Up Metropolis um, mm-hmm. and the escalation that comes from there the attention he brings from Luther and then Build it, build it from there up to fifth dimensional imps. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, he went through every like era and presented <laughs> mm-hmm. problems from each one. So, uh, and I think I think it's easy to give Superman problems. You know, it's just
1: he'll take on the world's problems.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, just give him some problems at home. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus. Superman and Lois, they've gotten along, like, swimmingly for the past... Like, they don't argue much. Well, if you watch Superman and Lois, I guess they don't really argue. Lois just yells at him and he just sort of stands there, but... uh. (laughs) 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 But, Yeah, it's... It's just depressing, because I'm like, this is 23 years ago and it's highlighting problems that the comics are having now. And there's kind of... I wish the people writing the comics, like, read this.
1: Mm -hmm. You know? At least have a response.
0: (laughs) And everyone dunks on New 52 a lot. But man, for Superman, it was a welcome breath of fresh air for me. Like, no, not everything was good. The the, the Scott Lobdell stuff in the Superman title wasn't very good. But, like, Grant Morrison, Greg Pak, George Perez, I thought that was all great. And every era... Every continuity has ups and downs, you know. Oh yeah, you remember the the, the porno that Superman did with Big Barber? <laughs> like.
1: Yes, I remember the one sleaze or tease, whatever yeah, no, it's called. Did. Sleaze, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it
0: it was just, I, I don't know. It's like, yeah, the, the Superman just again his life was cushy he was married to lois lane for so long and not not that there was like um there was a lot of good stories post-crisis obviously even when they were married and stuff but uh if you change things people are really against it so mm-hmm. like um splitting up superman and lois and doing the one woman thing people went crazy <clears throat> uh, yes but, they did yeah for me it's like <laughs> Why not explore something different for a little bit? You know, we're not rewriting the Bible here. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, just explore a different aspect of his character. Let him date someone else. You know, the... The old stories aren't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So... And, like, continuity... come on, Continuity means nothing at this point in comics. Like, everything's it, it, canon.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so... It's just this sort of, like, we want things to be, like, our favorite era of Superman, and we'll just go completely nuts if things change. And, yeah, it's just kind of...
1: You can do lots of things. You could you could separate them and, and have uh, Lois step up and do her thing for a while. Yeah. And Superman could be doing his thing. I mean, you, and you could physically separate them with... Send him halfway across the universe. Yeah. And work his way back and solve a bunch of problems on the way. That's, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's what they mentioned in the pitch. I think, as
0: well, is, like, physical separation. Like, so they're yeah. not split up. Like, as a couple, they're just not, you know, in the same space, so they're not always interacting. And... Yeah. Or, or <laughs> have
1: her go away to work uh, on an yeah. assignment. That, and have him take care of the kids.
0: And there was a, there was like a announcement for like some story with like the word Odyssey in it or something. So I was like, Ooh, and it was Superman and, uh, it's like Superman's come back traumatized or something. Can Lois Lane's love get through to him? And I'm just like, Oh man, stop. We already have. <laughs> the like answer a, to that is yes. Yeah. It's yes. And <laughs> there's just so much content about these two as a couple, you know, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm kind of over it. Uh again that's a mini though, so go you
2: yeah. know,
0: obviously if I'm not to start to pick it up, it's just a bit fatiguing. And it just it really encourages this notion of Superman will go ballistic if she dies. Which is yeah. Again, I just point everyone hey, Kingdom Come exists. You know, yeah. she died and he you know that that wasn't he- even the reason he left. He left for a different reason. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fact that he is yeah his
0: reason was uh, um, everyone the everyone wanted him that... to kill
1: yeah Joker and he's just
0: like oh, people don't want me so I'll just leave <laughs> uh, well a bit more complicated than that like but yeah anyway Robert thank you for indulging me and in, uh, old man yells at cloud <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. Uh,
1: I, I feel that the, the number one trick is to give him some something that to uh, uh battle that'll be difficult but won't necessarily just change the status quo of the world. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm I would like not too many, but some more um mini series that are like mm-hmm. different. Um so I mean The Space Age came out, I only read the first issue so far. But uh, just more stuff where we can explore cool ideas without being bogged down by continuity or annoying people by, you know, having mm-hmm. characters not present or killing characters. Like just, yeah, that would be nice. Because uh, I am reading an ensemble comic right now, so yeah. But from what I read of Mark Wade's World's Finest, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> I only read a little. I've bit I've heard nothing
1: it. but good things about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were fighting Mister Nobody. And that was a lot of fun. Ooh. So...
1: <laughs> yeah, something that's outside his, Superman's wheelhouse.
0: Mm. Yeah. So I'm... I'm... definitely keen to... because I have all those issues, so I'm keen to dig into them and read them. Because, uh, Mark Waid's up there for Superman Riders, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, well... Let me go to my notes... Oh, also, public service announcement, if you're looking up to. So, after War World, they started an event called Cow el Returns. And, which turns out, uh, in real time, he was gone for, like, ten months. So, that was like... That okay, a
1: reasonable method.
0: That's a that, real... I was like, oh, they're just starting this event. I'm like, okay, that's that's long enough to give him a little event when he comes back to Earth. So... But it says read, like, a reading order for Action Comics and Son of kal But I can safely say Son of kal is not related at all. You do not need to read it to read Action Comics. So if you're like me, you don't like Tom Taylor, uh, you don't need to read it. Just read Action Comics. And the, even the one-shot special isn't really necessary. Uh, it kind of is. You read that too. But anyway, uh... Did we want to go to
1: the issues? Yeah, I, th- I think so. All I right. think it would be both of us just yelling at clouds and we keep on this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just irritating my listeners. while well, my other listeners are like, hell yeah, man. You'd you say it like it is. Maybe that one guy. I don't know. But, or maybe me as I'm <laughs> editing. <laughs> but yeah, let's go to 1977, you said. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Summer of Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, Superman 316, which is uh, the heart attack that crippled Superman. Spoilers, Superman doesn't have a heart attack.
1: (laughs) No, he does not. And he's not crippled in this uh, issue either.
0: (laughs) No, I mean, he's kind of lying down at the end, but... (laughs) (laughs) So I've actually I have read the introduction to the Metallo's first ever issue. A lot of people probably have because it's the second story in the Supergirl debut action comics two hundred and fifty two. The first appearance of John Corbin and he also dies. Yes, in that because Superman Bates and uh, uh, Roger Corbin, yes, his brother. So, his brother out for revenge. Yes. He was also a Skull agent, which is, like, this plot they have ongoing. And I read 310 before 316, which is basically, like, the introduction to Roger, but not, like, Metallo Mm -hmm. Roger. But it did provide some context. Uh... Yeah, so he's like, he's got this feud going on with Superman and the Skull Agents as well. Because they turned him into a cyborg, and he's not very happy about
1: that. Yes, he was injured in a fight with Superman, and they Mm. turned him into a cyborg.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they're kind of cranky, because... Well, he's cranky (laughs) because he's got the whole, like, I can't feel anything, my life is, you know, horrible going on. But he also really wants to stick it to Superman for killing his brother. It was also kind of a cyborg so <laughs> yeah, lovely coincidence but yeah and it's kind of like I sort of skimmed over that issue like wait did Superman kill John Corbin cuz like he put the fake kryptonite in his heart and died cuz it was fake kryptonite and Superman didn't really care <laughs> Just like whatever and i noticed like at the end of this like Superman's like alright I gotta make sure he lives you know? Yes. <laughs> uh, when he didn't do that last time. So, but, yeah, I thought, uh, I enjoyed reading these issues, because I enjoy, generally I enjoy, um, what Danny O'Neill started with mm-hmm. Bronze Age Superman. I'm always enjoying the Clark Kent subplots. Yeah. At, they, uh, they actually,
1: yeah. uh managed to shake up the status quo by the end of it
0: yeah you know the i like the the galaxy broadcasting stuff the the supporting cast and clark's balancing acts you know it's just all enjoyable boy well is this horrible works. to him in this <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> there's one point well, go on
1: well I, I, on, the, on the one hand i i feel that, that at this point I give her at least some leeway, because she's been jerked around for so many years. Uh, This is true.
0: (laughs) similar to what I was saying. She's finally kind
1: of standing up to herself in that respect.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It was similar to All-Star. It's like, she's horrible doing All-Star, but at the same time, it's like, he has been lying to her for (laughs) years. But what does she say to Clark in this? Uh, Where is it? Let's go. So they're, they're in a relationship. But they're about to break up. And they do break up. because. Of... Oh no, that was in 3.10. Right. So I'm going to go back yeah. to 3.10. <laughs> <'Cause> this, this <laughs> we'll just add make...
1: a little bit to it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they, they break up in 3.10. Let's see... So she's like, you know, what's the point anyway? We both know you're just a consolation prize to me because I can't have the man I really love, Superman. It's like, wow, poor Clark, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it makes me forget that Clark and Superman are the same person <laughs> when she says things to him like that. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway. Um, yeah, these are for, like the... I mean, the these two stories. I mean, focus on this issue. It was pretty nuts and bolts, but or meat and potatoes in terms mm-hmm. of. But I don't know. It was just enjoyable.
1: It, it it's fairly action packed for yeah. Uh, uh, a DC comic of this time, or at least a Superman one of this time. So, mm. uh, I mean, it opens on a fist fight. So <laughs> yeah. So written written by Marty Pasco uh,
0: Pasco. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, recently deceased. Uh, Kurt Swan and Dan Atkins were the artists, colorists was Jerry Serpe, is Ben Odo. Yeah, I mean, so the first issue's really... uh, All these skull agents have turned up dead, and the insides
1: are... What do you think? Their heart's been replaced with a... What? A rack of fake kryptonite?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it resembles kryptonite, but it's not. Because kryptonite's just been falling onto Earth like crazy <laughs> lately. You know, just scrambling to, for whatever reason, undo Denny O'Neill's because uh, he got rid of Kryptonite. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they felt the need to bring it back so aggressively.
1: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, they're, pr- they're fairly aggressive at that. But it may be because they're lighting up with the, the upcoming movie. That is a really good point. Because that was a big part of uh, Superman the movie so now, at least to have it uh, kryptonite around again is is probably important yeah I yeah. mean he also became
0: immune to kryptonite I thought it's been a while since I read it but it was like that, there's that panel where he like just eats some
1: and he goes yeah. mm. <laughs> But I, I, I believe that all the kryptonite could turn to like iron or something like that yeah So the chain reaction was the explanation Right, <laughs> need salt. I believe was the response.
0: The thing is, like these these things that scramble to retcon this stuff, they're
1: never as good as what they're undoing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, the, the undoing is kind of just a background subplot. Yeah, they they, they can't find a way to make that interesting as the focus. What's well, really
0: noticeable? <laughs> yes, it's, I was because I was reading this. I'm like, well, <laughs> but. Yeah, so, you know, he farts with Tal on his little scooter, which is very, um, 70s, (laughs) the 60s. You
1: know, (laughs) But it it, it, kind of works. I mean, I I don't know how all the controls work, but I mean, probably, in fact, I don't know how all the controls work, because there seems to be no... Yeah. Up, down, left, right, forward, back. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It feels like you need, like, three joysticks on this thing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was...
0: good. As he said, they're good action sequences. They got some weird, like... They, they talk kind of weird, these truck drivers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, again, I love this Galaxy broadcasting stuff. You know, Clark just trying to navigate his way through the workplace. There's Morgan Edge. Clearly bad news. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, yeah. they're setting up this plot. It's like, hey, you have a new co-host. You're going to be a TV anchor with a co-host. Who's it going to be? And you know, we'll find out it's Lana later. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, yeah, I feel like nowadays it just would have been Lois, but they would have. They they do treat it as a mystery, and they do have a uh, an alternative to it. Yeah, and which all, which probably
0: was a genuine surprise at the at the time. He gets he gets a new coworker who is clearly Metello. <laughs> Uh Martin Quarter.
1: <Corder. laughs> yes, and who uh, does he have any lines of dialogue in that first issue? Uh,
0: you know I don't think so, but he has a mustache <laughs> which just tips you off because <laughs> it looks like it's glued on, even though it's not.
1: But. <laughs> yeah, but it, so, well, there are lots of '70s people with mustaches.
0: <laughs> that's true.
1: And
0: then we get this—this this is like sort of weird logic of because mm-hmm. Metallo was Superman into a cave where they're selling souvenirs, and this cave has a lot of kryptonite in it because it's been washed downstream or something. And um he's also more powerful the further underground he is. And they have like some sort of logic to that, but I didn't pay much attention to it, to be honest. It's just like, yep, he's stronger that, under it.
1: It doesn't become a, a big deal until the uh, the second issue there. But yes, they have the fight in the uh, uh, caverns there, and you know, yeah. it, it's it's actually Superman doesn't really hold up to too much here. He's uh, knocking him all over the place.
0: Um, I think he does pretty well, because he's, he, he, he's exposed to kryptonite, but he's still able to fight. Like, he's not just... Yes. Yeah,
1: he does, I mean, like, he, yeah. he, he uh, basically wins the initial fight by impaling him on yeah. a stalactite, yeah. which is quite brutal, I think, for a, a Superman win. Mm. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of a more brutal issue, at least for the 70s, with the kind of grisly replacement of, uh, Scully to Tarts with, uh, yeah. rocks. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a
0: pretty, like, down-and-out brawl, the fight, you know? Yes. Uh, and it's a good fight, There's, you know, Superman trying to take control of his wrists, because that's where he uses the thing, and he has to use his heat vision to drop the stalactite onto his heart, and they're all, like, mm-hmm. on the ground fighting each other and stuff, you know, so... It's a it's a nice little exciting sequence.
1: Yeah, he Superman can't fly too well. He he does fly, but I mean he kind of grounded a little bit by the yeah. repeated exposures of kryptonite they have to deal with. But yeah, he still wins. Yes, and uh, like even with the kryptonite,
0: like he manages to blow it away and stuff. But uh, he replaces the kryptonite heart with uranium, which he which is a good substitute. Yeah, I think that's what the original Metallo uh, initially had was uranium, and but uh, he woke up a lot quicker than Superman anticipated and got KO'd by the stalactite <laughs> at the back of the head. So
1: and, and, and then, big then he comes up with the brilliant idea that I'll just replace my artificial heart with Superman's heart. Yeah. And we have Superman, KO'd. (laughs) Not from a heart attack. No. (laughs) Yeah. Not yet. There's plenty of hearts that were attacked in this issue, but... Not his. Not (laughs) Superman's.
0: Next, the killer with the heart of steel. Skull's master plan, unveiled. Clark Kent's mystery co-anchor person, unmasked. Metallo's secret weapon, unleashed. So, yeah, I also read, like,
1: the letters pages you know this this feels something like a marvel book at this point with uh multiple subplots and a lot of action yeah
0: which is a good thing
1: i think yeah. I, I think at this point it is a good thing yeah i mean people talk about uh, the divide between storytelling between uh, marvel and dc but i feel that was more of a 60s thing yeah yeah definitely but by the 70s there's been plenty of cross-pollination between the two companies yeah well because you had riders going back
0: and forth too so yeah yeah well, the, the 60s it's definitely noticeable in the 60s but because you didn't mm-hmm. i don't really remember these songs yeah, in the 60s
1: there, there's definitely a difference in the 60s
0: yeah
1: i'd really I mean, love especially especially the early 60s
0: yeah well, but that being said you know i, I did like the they had an idea and they devoted a whole issue to it, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, um, so next, uh, was Superman 317 with the cover by Neil Adams, which is amazing.
1: Yeah. I, I bought this one purely because of the cover. I saw that. How could you not buy that?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not, these two issues aren't bad. I quite enjoyed them, but like, this cover is the best thing to come out of either of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah,
1: it, yeah. From coloring and and just the, uh, the extreme close up that uh, uh, Neil Adams does, uh, yeah. Superman barely fits in the frame of the cover. Maybe yeah, he's right up to against it. I mean, Frank Miller did that in Dark Knight Number Two. Mm. But I feel he he got inspiration from this cover. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I think this cover's better, personally. But,
0: I mean, you know...
1: <laughs> it had a lot going for it, including the like, rays of light around Superman just kind of mm. bursting up towards us. <laughs> and the, the cover you always see with Neil Adams is the
0: the Kryptonite nevermore, where he breaks mm-hmm. the Kryptonite chains. But I prefer this, I think. I would love this on my wall. You know, as opposed to if this got done up.
1: Yeah, um, it's, it... It almost looks like something that change the colouring it could have been out of Superman versus Muhammad Ali oh yeah that
0: I definitely thought that as well because it is a kind of like I think Superman okay. does that kind of pose in the comic
2: mm-hmm.
0: except you just put some boxing gloves on him and, <laughs> but yeah he says in seconds the kryptonite planted in my body will kill me but before I die I'm taking you with me like, yeah you tell him Superman <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's what you want in a cover, you're like, ah, oh, this is going to be a brawl in this issue, you know? I can't remember if there is, I don't think there is. But... With six, hmm, And, yeah. so the first cover was, uh, Jose Luis Garcia? Lopez? Yeah, The long name. <laughs> uh, he's, he's a great artist, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I think I've definitely seen better art of his than that cover.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good cover. I mean, at least it has this green rays of radiation coming out, yeah. so I think it kind of pulls you in. But it's not this 317's cover. <laughs> I guess it's, it's hard because, yeah, it's stacked up against, you know,
0: that. But I do generally love his art. So, yeah, 317. The metallo goes off. To do his thing, Superman puts himself in the river so the current will take him away from the kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like these little clever solutions to get out of problems, yeah. which I enjoy.
1: Yeah, they they I might have said earlier they they do get into the nuts and bolts of yeah, uh, they do and they they do think it through logic. I mean, if there's a difference between DC and Marvel, the kind of uh, uh, logic problem solving, yeah. Is, or in uh, DC, I should yeah. say I, I do like the cover. Well, the splash page that uh, uh, Kurt Swan comes up with here, with kind of uh, Metallo standing triumphant over Superman, uh, with the the green Kryptonite kind of yeah. scattered in, in front of him. Yeah, that that's that's a nice co- uh, page too. That could have easily been the cover. It could have. Yeah, I'm glad it wasn't, despite the fact that it's good. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's good. We got a great one, though. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, you know, I feel like if this, again, this is not old man yelling at Cloud. Like, when I say this happens today, like, I just, uh, if it, Superman was in this situation, he'd probably just be rescued by someone. Yeah. Um, like, he generally,
1: that's... Some of the Superman family would, would come in and knock McTowell away and Superman would crawl away and then get back into the fight. <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot. That's literally what happened
0: at the end of New Krypton, mm. Zod was about to win. Then uh, someone comes in, distract Zod, and uh, I like Superman getting himself out of messes. Yeah, he's just maybe they're like consciously trying to avoid the whole Superman is overpowered thing, which is bullcrap. Um, <laughs> by having him need to be rescued a lot, so like, no, guys, don't worry about it. He had him beaten to death. It's fine. If people don't get it after he was beaten to death in his own comic, they're never going to get it, so, yeah. you know. Yeah. But, um,
1: yeah. I mean, it's the typical, they have to recap things, but I, I think they do yeah. a good job of kind of moving the recap in with the action, and yeah. he's kind of alternating it so that it moves along. It doesn't um, take up too much space, either. No. No. They're telling two things that what happened before and what's happening now to get out of this situation. Yeah. I, I kind of like the puzzle piece modus that uh, mm. Kurt Swan uses too. Yeah. What they recap the, the pieces of the mystery, literally, as a puzzle. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Everything you need to know. <laughs> Which was very helpful if you only bought the second part because mm. of the cover, not the first part.
0: Now, I have a question for you which you may or may not know, something I've been thinking about lately, is when did Metropolis start to resemble the sort of Fritz Lang retro feature sci-fi, you know, instead of just a regular
1: city? Like, when did that start? I think that was more of an 80s thing, because essentially, I mean, Gotham really didn't resemble uh, Hmm. the dark side of Metropolis until the uh, Dark Knight Returns. I mean, there's, there's certainly some senior parks, but it really, this is the bad side of New York, and Metropolis is right. the good side. That's, that seemed to happen a bit, but... Um, I really... Maybe it was the Steve Rude, uh, uh, Dave Gibbons' World Finest uh, miniseries. Yeah, might, I have that. Mm. that. That might be where it became really noticeable. Yeah. Um, Byrne didn't really do it. No. I... Oh,
0: what what year did that come out? 1990. Okay. I... If I'm being honest, I don't remember Metropolis looking uh, futuristic before that. No, I don't either. Uh, Gotham, I think, looked definitely looked gothic before that. But Metropolis... And it's interesting, because I always thought Metropolis like had this real identity, but... When I thought about it, it's pretty late where they made it. You know, just not a large city.
1: Yeah, the, the city of tomorrow.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, it it's had its Art Deco look for for a bit. So I I don't know how futuristic Art Deco is, but it had that clean look. Yeah, but right. But New York has that clean look too, and like yeah. Chrysler Building. Well, yeah, it basically just looks like New York, you know. Yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: I feel like I feel like in the seventies, Gotham looks like Gotham, or maybe I mistook just like the gothic atmosphere for actual gothic buildings. I'd have to go back and read, like the Steve Englehart stuff. Yeah. But
1: I mean, I think a little bit. Uh, I think Marshall Rogers, I believe, was an architect student at one point. Huh. So I I feel that kind of worked its way into that, but. Uh, I I it it's not the Gotham of today. Yeah. But or Tim Burton's movie. Um
0: Unfortunately no other live action movies. Uh you know, Nolan and mm-hmm. uh bloody uh, whoever the idiot who directed the Batman was, uh Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. Yeah. I mean I guess it has atmosphere, but it's just like come on, make Batman gothic for God's sake. I don't care about this realism. Ugh. <laughs> oh. I won't go down the Batman realism tangent, or we'll just go on. But boy, I'm no. annoyed
1: about it. <laughs> I, I, I always view Batman as more of a romantic, in the classical sense, mm. hero yeah. than a realistic hero.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think if you try and make him realistic, he stops being interesting to me. So... Because it's not but, realistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just not. Like, it's... Um, that being said, Batman Begins, I thought had a good Gotham. Mm-hmm. you yeah, had the 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 narrows or whatever they yes. call it. yeah uh, but anyway back to this I, I, this came up because it said you are now entering metropolis home of superman and it's just a city so, yes because <laughs> uh, metropolis also means big city large city so yeah yeah uh this is her armored car sequence which he stops at yeah. a tree yeah
1: <laughs> And noting that nobody would lie in an armored car with lead. Yeah. <laughs> and they fire
0: an antimatter a rocket, and I thought they were bluffing, but it appears to be an actual antimatter rocket.
1: Yeah, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to
0: me. Because that's more valuable than any kryptonite they have.
1: <laughs> I would think
0: so. Because <laughs> Superman says, like, if antimatter should strike positive matter, you know, it could tear the
1: universe apart. So,
0: well, well, it's like, well, it's nothing compared to that.
1: <laughs> no kidding. And I, I always bothered me, like, well, it's going through air. Is not air matter?
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> I love the way
1: he lifts the bridge up. Like it's Looney yeah. Tunes. <laughs> like, I don't think it works like that. Oh. Well, it will, but it could do a amount of damage to that
0: bridge. Yeah, there should be some cracks in the bridge or something. <laughs> looks like it's rubber. So,
1: Although... Maybe, yeah, I, I mean, it, you're going to damage that bridge massively there. That's going to be mass pre- mm-hmm. repairs needed. Maybe get it out of the way, but yeah. A good thing there was no cars on it. So. Yes. <laughs> well, but, it is like four yeah. in the morning, I guess. They do establish that it is late at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Superman's, still. The, the way
0: Superman stops this rocket, he uses suction breath to slow the missile down which causes the warhead to revert to positive matter, so I can touch and dismantle it. I'm just not going to question it. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't hard that, sci-fi, that's... this is extremely mild sci-fi. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't know why it would turn to uh, anti-matter at over, like, 100 miles per hour. Why
0: don't they just which make really it... it... that fast. <laughs> why don't they just make it, like, this missile could... Blow up a building, like that's enough. I think yeah. motivation for Superman to chase it
1: <laughs> and make it really fast. Yeah, hypersonic. Yeah, there oh, you that go.
0: fast <laughs> missile's gonna blow up that building full of office workers. I better stop it, but Mary just to shatter the universe.
1: But, so, again, or the this... orphanage.
0: Yeah, the Whatever. orphanage with nuns outside. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a. Uh... Neat sequence. So these are skull agents who Metallo is feuding with as well. And we find out how he's been killing them. He has this ray which swaps their hearts for this fake kryptonite. And like their two hearts are in these little jars. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty yeah, neat. Yeah, the two little
1: bell jars. And anatomically yeah. correct hearts too. Uh, are they? I, guess so. it's a, mm-hmm. I, think they, I think they are. They're pretty close. There's like four valves in there. Right, right. Regardless. <laughs>
0: I, I don't know much about hearts. They kind of freak me out, to be honest. So, um,
1: <laughs> Yeah. But, again, it's, it's, it's very grisly for a, a 1970s Superman comic. <laughs> it is, because we, we still have comics code here, so... Yeah.
0: You know. Um, but... Yeah, Superman comes back. The guy's yeah. dead. <laughs> you know, Metallo goes back and he's like, oh, Superman's gone. There's no time to feel sorry for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I must resume my secret identity in Metropolis. Who could that be?
1: Who could it be? I mean, look at all the suspects we have. <laughs> One. <laughs> the new guy comes in. Hey, Kent,
0: something's up. <laughs> and
1: yeah, quite I think we, we do miss the the beforehand Hm mm. it opens up the uh, back of the armored car and it discovers it's basically loaded up with uh, yes. ingots of Kryptonite.
0: Yeah, I, and I was just like, that's a lot of Kryptonite. Yeah. That's where I was like, they're going way overboard with bringing Kryptonite back.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's Perhaps.
1: Like, I do like the solution, though, which is basically to fall forward and close the door.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: Why not? That's,
0: that's what it always just... bugged me in Superman the movie mm-hmm. he gets thrown into the pool it's like there's stairs right there dude
1: <laughs> like right next
0: to you these stairs like you don't have to climb to get to them or anything so yeah um, or why don't you take off the
1: necklace of kryptonite <laughs> yeah exactly <Stupid> movie, <laughs> so but this this kind of reminds me of uh, the thing from another world mm-hmm. uh they, they open the door, the creature's right there, they just slam the door closed as quick as they can. I don't think I've heard of that thing from another world. You know. Yeah, that's uh, the movie John Carpenter's remake is made of. Based oh, on... yep, yep, yep. I'll get you. Yeah.
0: Wish they found the full uh, original story recently, didn't they? A few years ago.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's... I haven't read the the new original yet, but I right. I can't imagine it could be a whole lot better than the uh, the story that was published yeah. originally. A lot of times things are cut for a reason. <laughs> that's
0: true. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. To <laughs> um, but yeah, Mister Mustache has shown mm-hmm. up with his first lines, and Clark tips off because this guy uh, knew too early. That Superman discovered, too. Like, he knew it before anyone else did. So... Yeah. It's pretty, like, big slip-up, to be honest. Yes, it is. I mean, a pretty unnecessary slip-up. I guess he's not meant to be, like, a genius. No. I
1: don't think Metall's ever been presented as a genius.
0: No. (laughs) Like, the technology he's using for the hearts is stolen technology. It's not... Mm -hmm. You know, so...
1: But I I do like that he does kind of have his own agenda,
0: yeah.
1: Which I I feel like he really hasn't had since uh, uh, Burn reintroduced him. He's always he always seems like yeah a puppet of somebody else. So it's it's nice to see him with uh, uh, his own plans and agenda and uh, revenge and uh, that because I I feel like Metal's fine and good whenever he shows up, but there's not much to him because he's just being a puppet yeah he's just like a walking piece of kryptonite <laughs> yes <laughs>
2: it's
0: just like the issue I've always had, kind of had with him but uh in this like I like I like how his sole motivation isn't kill Superman like he also wants to get revenge on the skull agents yes like, he has two equal priorities which I enjoyed reading and he's doing a good job at uh, getting the getting revenge part he is yeah no he's succeeding on that front and Clark breaks into his office, an amusing little sequence, and all this is like, nah, no, nah, no! Nah, you know, I'm not going to be able to cover for you, and I don't want to cover for you, blah, blah, it's just hassling him, as usual. But, I, I like how the, their desk is a skull, <laughs> in the skull base. In the basement
1: yeah, these, of the piano are... bar. <laughs> <laughs> that must be kind of a joke at some point. <laughs> These goons are uh,
0: pretty old fashioned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they got yeah. their little uniforms. These aren't
1: great costumes either. I mean, mm. they're 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 fine, but they're not the remarkable. They they I seem mean, they're, like they're like Hydra costumes. They're just generic. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah, bold they...
1: villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they feel like Kirby knockoffs. Mm. Uh, but I mean, that's it, it, okay. <laughs> yeah. So we get the. I mean, final. I can't tell that their skull. I can tell that their skull is the name of their organization just from looking yes. at them. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're adorned with skulls. <laughs> so we get our showdown.
0: Yeah, Metallo goes to kill the skulls. Superman shows up, and Metallo does the whole thing where he takes out Superman's heart and replaces it with Kryptonite. And we get a little clue here, actually, in the artwork. It looks like Superman's shaking. Yeah. What he's really doing is like applying the makeup. It... Mm-hmm. Because
1: basically it's, it's a. That... I mean, it, it it's a very. I mean, it works both ways. Once you have the reveal, but beforehand, yeah. it is a, it is a clue, and it's a. It, it's a good job by Kurt Swan there, just basic storytelling. Hmm. Yeah, so the whole thing is Superman's
0: fooled Metallo into thinking he took his heart, but he hasn't. So Superman's applied like green makeup to make it look like he's dead from Kryptonite poisoning, and he used some super fast sleight of hand as well. Again, like mm-hmm. Superman solving his own problems through thinking. I oh, enjoy. Yeah. Thinking <laughs> not punching. <laughs> yes, uh but there is punching too later on. Yeah, so you know we get we both. get
1: both. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I want that in a Superman story.
0: Yeah. Or he doesn't have to overly rely on other people.
1: You know. Which is good now and then, but... I mean, he does rely... Well, he does have a plan, which uses other yes. people.
0: Yeah, he, he but gets it's the his cops plan. to
1: come. Yes. Yeah. get the cops to come, and they kind of uh, overload uh, Metal's robot body with ra- radio waves. Yeah. Why he's been doing his work at, like... 4 in the morning when they when radio stations used to sign off yeah and I, very much a sign of the times yeah <laughs> I found it kind of funny that
0: like he got a, a heart he could use to think Natalia had his heart from like a dead Candorian. <laughs> like he just went to the bold city of candor he's like hey this guy was killed this morning in an accident uh you know take the heart he'd be proud to help you it's like next to the Candorian organ bank <laughs> Translated from Kryptonese. Thanks, Julie.
1: <laughs> yeah, def- definitely from Julie. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can tell if Julia Swartz edited the book. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, despite... Oh, yeah. Um, he he knew his audience was probably the 9 or 10-year-olds. Yeah.
0: And... <laughs> and Superman's explaining, you know, everything to Lois which is how we get this exposition, which is fine, because as Lois, he'd tell her.
1: So, Mm -hmm. yeah. He he does everything except for winks to the camera. Yeah. (laughs) And this this guy that was
0: missing, since uh, he popped up earlier as well, in 310 and stuff, uh, he's one of the Skull Agents. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: so he's like a loose thread, because if he touched me, I'll kill Lois, and then he teleports himself out of there. But Superman has to get Metal to a hospital before his robot body rejects that Kryptonian heart. Which he didn't do last time. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's dead and he bought it on himself. That's what he said last time. <laughs> that seems very out of character. <laughs> that, that was like in the 50s, so... You know, it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, then we get the reveal. Uh, Miss Lana Lang has joined the team, and apparently... Morgan Edge thought Clark would be really upset with this decision, so that's why he hid her identity. Uh, so I'm not sure why he'd be upset, but I've, I've read comics where she's been around, and it's always interested me that she's, like, popped up. Mm-hmm. And I would really like... Because I just, I just don't have time to read the Bronze Age, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, But if they put this into, like, collections that I could get and yeah. read them... You know, one at a time, like, and then I wait a few months to read the next one. Uh, I'd love to read this stuff, because I find it interesting, and it's great. So,
1: yeah. It, really... it, it does shake up the status quo. Yeah. The the superman Lois clark triangle is gone, and mm. got, what, a square here? <laughs> yeah, a square, yeah. <laughs> it is, because
0: at one point I'm pretty sure Clark's dating one of them, and Superman's dating the other one. Which is, oh,
1: you scalawag Yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> uh, so. But, yeah, I really enjoyed this. And, like, again, the Denny O'Neill run got reprinted, so... I'm hoping they do other stuff as well. Because I think that got good reception. I would like to think it sold well.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I feel that the... They need to do Bronze Age collections. They've done a lot of Bronze Age collections of a, a bunch of other ones. It's about time to get around to Superman and yeah. action. Yeah. Um, that's probably why it's not on the, the DC Universe app. They just haven't bothered to touch scan it, it in. You yeah. touch it up. I, I should add that while we're here, I do enjoy Morgan Edge. Oh, me too. I, I mean, like
0: Clark having a jerk boss.
1: <laughs> a jerk box black. Boss without a heart of gold like Perry White tends to have.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the he the, what he sort of represents of the real uh bad side of journalism.
1: Mm-hmm. Not not this in the
0: J. The Jonah Jameson fear mongering sense, but in like the you know, we want ratings. Yes. You know?
1: <laughs> we're we're purely about ratings, we stand for nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he he's he's working
1: with uh the Apocalypse, right? turns out. I, I think that was before this. I think or they, is it the gang. Yeah, but I think that was before and it's now been kinda of done away with and he just jerk boss at this point. Hey, wait, he got to keep his job after that? <laughs> <laughs> well wow. I don't recall the, the details of the Yeah. Brainwashed, or did he pretended he was brainwashed?
0: Okay. Well, he was but also the...
1: they brought they
0: sort of brought him in for Superman and Lois. They had Morgan Edge in yeah. season one, and he turned out to be a Kryptonian. Um,
1: which I, I think they stole from the J.J. Abrams fly-by fly script, was it? Oh, really? There there was something about... But I think Luther was the Kryptonian in that one. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Which, is, which is, doesn't sound like a Luther at all, but...
0: Yeah, probably different character... Like, i think morgan edge is an acceptable switch luther no mm-hmm. the guy who is defined by being human
1: <laughs> is yes <laughs> and being jealous of kryptonian
0: <laughs> yeah so but anyway uh, i i enjoyed these two issues uh so the, yep. i was curious did you just pick these
1: uh wh- why did you pick these um oh it. it... I, I found the uh, second part in my collection a, a few months back, and I said, oh, you know, yeah. I, I should read the first part. And these are kind of fun. I knew Metallo was coming back, so yeah. um, it, it would be fun. I like vis- revisiting the Bronze Age every now and then. I mean, this is not particularly deep, but it is a fun nah, story with a lot of action. And it, yeah. it has a great cover on one of the issues, so...
0: I mean, they're good comics, you know, yeah. good soul comics, and uh,
1: and I I have enjoyed Marty Pasco over the years. I think he did most of his Superman writing in uh, DC Comics Presents. Right, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure he launched that one, and he had really the misfortune of being the Swap Thing writer right before Alan Moore. Uh was he really? Right, and everybody kind of dumps on him. <laughs> That's that's because look how brilliant Alan Moore is. But you know, the book, yeah, his book was was fairly good at the time. I mean, not exceptional, but I've heard it's not, it was was good.
0: I mean, to be honest, like Uh, Len Wayne's stuff is good, but it was pretty rough sometimes in terms of dialogue. Like, uh, 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 what's what's that idiot's name? The the cop, the FBI guy. Oh, back cable. I hate him so much, (laughs) (laughs) he's so annoying.
1: He's like, yeah, see, the writing... he definitely is uh, 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 Lieutenant Gerard uh, to swap things. Uh, Richard Kimball. It's just like the writing
0: is all tense, moody, and great. And then there's this idiot like mouthing off every issue, the most
1: cliched crap. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, I, I I feel that he does have an arc. At he least. does. He does. So yeah. I give him that. And he, but there is one point where he is literally leading the uh pitchfork and torch carrying mob yeah <laughs> that's something yeah so it's not, it not particularly subtle i <laughs> oh, like the dc comics
0: presents with Swamp Thing, the not the alan moore one the other one yeah. where superman kills like 66 solomon grundy's i think it doesn't matter because he's solomon grundy's
1: not alive <laughs> so yeah it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah
0: uh
1: so yeah, uh, I'm always... Marty Marty Pasco was a nice, nice, solid writer. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody uh, ever thought he was brilliant, but he was. Uh, uh, he was always a professional. He had a long career, and I, I, and people were sad when he died. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I mean, he, I've ne- I haven't read anything by him I've disliked.
0: You know. Yeah. So he has a solid grasp on the character. I think he wrote some Private Life of Clark Kent, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'd like to read more of, actually.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of an underrated thing, or at least um, you could always do it where Clark got into a, a deal and he, he did need Superman to solve it, which is always a a, a nice little turn on the formula. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: why why not explore his alter ego? That's a whole other
1: character you could do, or angle. Yeah. I, I so. feel that... I mean, it, it kind of uh, happens where Clark was more involved, and yeah, I feel that Clark, once you remove the differentiation between uh, Clark and Superman, it kind of gave Clark a little less reason to exist. Yeah. A little, a little less angle to explore.
0: Yeah.
1: I th- yeah, I think... They
0: should, they should have kept separate, uh, which, get yeah, but I think Mark Way did a really good, mm-hmm. again, like, he attempted to bring these things back, well, I guess that's not quite right, like, because Birthright was out of continuity originally, but it's a shame people
1: didn't follow up on it. Yeah. You know? Well, there's, there's certainly a reason to, uh, see, uh, both sides. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still amused by uh, how uh, um, Morrison and quietly had uh, Clark save a guy from being run over just by being a clod. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of stuff just adds a level of fun and uh, oh, creativity yeah. to it. How, how could cl- Clark save the day without having to be super bad? <laughs> yeah, that, that was that whole issue with Lex where he had
0: to like, yes. help stop the riot, and, you know, <laughs> act like Parasite wasn't after him, and that was a lot of fun, so, yeah, no, yeah, the, that's all, He's,
1: the, the, yeah, <clears throat> go on, right. mm. the, those type
0: of things I miss, um, I, yeah, definitely, like,
1: just, I, just a little bit of fun and lightness, I get wanting the assertive or more
0: normal Clark Kent, but I think yeah,
1: it does I mean, take he, away he, from it. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to be too uh, exaggerated of a clod Yeah, uh, you you want him to be a normal a normalish person.
0: <laughs> I think even maybe a little him,
1: clumsy, but not like cartoonishly so.
0: I think they said in that Superman now pitch like. They were talking about okay, you don't want Clark to be too over the top, but you still want him to be clumsy because he's the one we all relate to. You know, mm-hmm. like he should be the one we all relate to. Is their line of thinking? And it would have, it just would have been nice to have like a proper run that had an impact with that sort
1: of stuff. But yeah, you know, make DC, make, a, make, yeah. make a make a case that uh, Clark can make a, a difference as a, a normal person too. Yes. Yeah.
0: They just gotta, they gotta reprint stuff that's not the 90s. Like, they just reprint more of, you know, more normal Superman stuff like this. I don't know, because... uh, This, like, this is all... In in public perception, this is like normal Superman as well. Clark's like clumsier. You know, Clark and Mm -hmm. Superman are different people. Um, Yeah. So... And I think that's how it should be. Like, that's what makes the character great and memorable. Yeah. That's one of the reasons anyway, and if you just merge them too much. And again, like, Clark... Like, Superman right now, he's just a dude. Like, there's not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I've said, he has a family. There's barely any difference between him and Clark. It's just... It's just a
1: bit... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, I feel that George Reeves also had a good take on Clark, too. I mean, you just... A, a guy, um, mm. maybe, maybe uh, he always had that kind of his hat pitched forward, so he he was believable as a reporter in yeah. his own right. Um, maybe play up excuses every now and then, but the, he he uh, uh, was the likable guy that seemed to be in on the joke. Yeah, I
0: I did like his like he was likable, but I didn't think it was different enough from Superman for me. His oh, clock.
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, Reeves, uh, Chris Reeve obviously uh, laid into it, but yeah, um, I still think he's the best because his his Clark's not a coward. No, you know, <laughs> or and at like, least when, when put to the test, he will uh, step up.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: like fall over or
0: something, but <laughs> <laughs> you know. He means well. (laughs) Yeah, so I I at least hope in... I mean, I have no hope for the the James Gunn project, but assuming there's a universe where there is hope, uh, it would be nice to see that Clark and Superman dynamic back. Because we didn't get that with the the Man of Steel and BBS either. I I did like we got a little bit of Private Life of Clark Kent and BBS with him doing his own thing. Uh, in the in the ultimate cut anyway, because mm-hmm. the theatrical just had to cut out all the Superman stuff possible. Things. Yeah, they
1: they um, definitely <laughs> unbalanced it in favor of Batman.
0: Yeah, the the ultimate cut felt like a Superman movie where Batman's the bad guy, whereas the former didn't really feel like much of a movie. But anyway, uh, we didn't get the we didn't really get them playing off with each other or any like secret identity sort of stuff. Uh, which and I, I totally get having Wells figure it out straight away. That's not a change. I, I mind. Mm-hmm. And there just wasn't much room for it in those
1: movies. Oh. So. I should probably point out that uh, we have a character that shows up in the ultimate cut, uh, that uh, shows up in these two issues. Um, in Jeanette Khan the or Jeanette Clyburn, the um, star scientist, really. Yeah, she's
0: the, uh, the redheaded.
1: Yep. Huh. One played by Jenna Malone in the extended cut that got completely cut out of the theatrical cut.
0: So what's she do in the movie? She,
1: in uh, I think she kind of traces the bullets. Uh, she t- finds out that oh, they're special.
0: Oh, interesting. That's a deep hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish we got. A, I wish we got. Uh, yeah, I'm one of those people who, like, I really want... Because I, I really liked a lot of, like, the universe they set up in the first two films, man Steel and BVS. Like, I like how Gotham and Metropolis close to each other and stuff. I wish we had, like, a Superman sequel with Henry Cavill without Zack Snyder. You know? Like, I don't hate him, but I just
1: don't...
0: I don't think it was right he, for another totally sequel. totally do
1: that. It's just a Superman thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and, you know, get someone else using that setup. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that would have been great, but
1: you know, yeah, I'm still I, pretty I, happy
0: with what we have. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I I do feel that you, you kind of need a lighter touch with Zack Snyder. I don't know if uh, James Gunn will be the appropriate one, um, but I I feel that you you need to you need more more balance. Yeah, like I think uh, some stuff is a bit heavy handed. Mm-hmm and the uh, Snyder, Snyder has his moments that are mm-hmm. lighter i i feel like he, especially in the his justice league i feel like i mean
0: there's there's a lot of more of a balance there's a lot of jokes that he, in comedy
1: did in
0: man of steel that people like there's a lot of jokes there yeah um i think i think that one of the reasons it's looked as I mean, BVS is definitely dark, but I think one of the reasons Man of Steel's looked on the dark is obviously the color palette they went with, but also yeah, people they, were very critical because it was coming right after the Dark Knight trilogy, and yeah. they're like, oh, they're just turning Superman into the Dark Knight. I'm like, well, no, these... This, this movie's based on a lot of comics that are like that, you know?
1: So Yeah, there, there are plenty of comics that are like that, and I mean, the... I mean, uh... Uh, other, if he didn't snap Zod's neck at the end of it, I think it, it there really wouldn't be anything that uh, to hang your hat on. I mean, it, it's a little darker, but I feel that the Chris Nolan thing. I think the action, yeah,
0: the, I think like all the buildings being leveled, people still would have Cause <laughs> maybe it, it's interesting because like I've said before, like everyone was always complaining that Superman never threw a punch in his movies. So they just... Hell, he threw lots of <laughs> ...overcompensated with that of steel. It was like all the yeah. punching. Uh, I didn't have a problem with either. Um yeah. I also, as I mentioned before on the podcast, I went in and I watched it, and I was like, that was a good movie. And then I came back, I, I, and people were rioting in the streets.
1: Was... <laughs> I, know, I noticed that uh, Steven Spielberg got away with many of the same things in War of the Worlds. Right. But I, I feel that uh, Spielberg... Centers more of his directing on the uh, reactions of people yeah. than on the destruction, and that that probably uh, yeah makes it because he, he everybody's being horrified by what they see, and I I feel that uh, Snyder is kind of wanting you to be more awestruck by what you're seeing. He did
0: try, yeah, with because he tried to show it from the perspective of the Daily Planet staff. Because mm-hmm. uh, they were trapped in the rubble and stuff, but I just didn't connect with people for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I think it's just like a good Superman movie. Like I recognized all the comics it pulled from. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. think it was like people who said it was too tonally dark. Like I feel like just haven't read many Superman comics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like
1: I, I, I feel Man of Steel is is, is certainly the closest uh, that Snyder gotten got to in Superman right oh absolutely oh
0: I liked um I thought BVS was uh, outside of the nightmare sequences you
1: know, yeah I like
0: those but um yeah Justice League was my least favorite but that was everyone's favorite like in terms of the <laughs> Snyder Cut I mean and, I mean it has it has problems being an hour too long being one of them <laughs> Gal Gadot's in it being another problem yeah <laughs> And she's like narrating the epic battle scene, and then it's just wooden. It's so bad. You need like uh, Christopher Lee or Ian McKellen narrating, not
1: Cal Gadot. <laughs> so yeah, or, or get Robin Wright uh, to direct to narrate it. Anyone else
0: really? <laughs> Ezra Miller, I would take that over that. So Russell Crowe. Yeah, uh, Russell Crowe, Australian drill. So I, I did like the yeah, action there. yeah, that, that was one of
1: the, the yeah. yeah. I do like Swashbuckling throughout <laughs> mm, Very swashbuckling.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. so actually, I'm I'm about to watch that movie again, and I'm just interested into how it'll hold up because I haven't seen it in a few years. So I think, but like my only real problem with Man of Steel is the destructions a bit excessive sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I also understand why it's excessive. And, like, I appreciate that they tried. And, in my opinion, it's the most accurate portrayal of a Superman comic that we've gotten, so...
1: Yeah, of a comic, yes, I would
0: agree. Yeah. And, for me, all the best stuff is in the comics. None of... There's no Superman live action or animation that has done justice to the character, in my opinion. So,
1: like, it's all in the comics. That's where all the best stuff is. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think what was the best of the series. I mean, there's there are highlights, but I I don't I would I would tend to agree. Hmm. I mean, I think Justice League Unlimited is the best animated use of Superman. Really? Yeah, not the not the first couple seasons where he would always be the first one to get knocked out in the fight. To even oh yeah. Up.
0: <laughs> I thought I just thought he was, but too. the latter
1: seasons I thought were much better.
0: I thought he was too, um, like, jaded and cynical in terms of, like, I, I, he was just a jerk. I thought, <laughs> like, he was a jerk to Captain Marvel. Like, he was just a jerk and general yeah. we, we didn't really see any Clark Kent either. Mm. So, I was always, I'm not saying, like, you're wrong. I'm just saying I never,
1: I never really liked that Superman yeah, well, that I mean- much. It's been a while since I, I watched it. I might have a different opinion now. <laughs> well, he had, he had some really good episodes. Rewatch like, it, like yeah. the the Vandal Savage one,
0: mm. where he's stuck on the the red uh, red sun planet, future Earth, whatever it is. I mean, yeah, those good episodes there. But I just the parts I always I always remember that episode where he's fighting Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel. Yeah, that... like, Gee, you're a real jerk,
1: Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the, the worst Superman's been on that show. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, um, I mean, well, James from Crips on Report had a good
0: take on him always getting knocked out first. Definitely though. less preferable. Pardon? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you cut out for a second. You said it was less preferable. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, J- James yeah. had a good take on him getting knocked out first all the time, though. Because Superman always rushes forward to take the hits for his teammates. And I thought that's a pretty good take on that. Yeah, actually. And th- that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I just I always thought Bruce Tim. Well, if that, anybody's gonna
1: take it, it's gonna be Superman.
0: Yeah, Bruce Tim to me always seems like a Batman guy who liked Superman but didn't quite have a grasp on him. And yeah. I Superman like Superman the I feel anime about Chris too, but... Nolan, too. Yeah. With uh, Batman. Yeah. I, yeah, I, don't know, I, I liked Christopher Nolan's
1: Batman movies, but... um, Yeah, but I, th- I feel that what the Man of Steel script is kind of... Uh, I mean, I think it was good, but I feel that uh, um, he, he never quite got around to the heroic Superman. Right. I mean, I was hoping that would... Uh, you know, because one of the
0: the problem with Manistee, I'm not saying problem as in I have a problem with it, but it's like his first day on the job, mm-hmm. so we never see him in his normal state, if that makes sense. And I was hoping yes. to get that in like a sequel,
1: mm-hmm. but we never. Or remember. the or the third act. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really feel you, you need to be there by the third act of your first movie. Yeah. Yeah. Who is this guy? And I, I feel that they were still in the process of uh, putting that
0: together. He was definitely heroic, though. Yeah. Like, he was saving people, and he was flying around. Mm-hmm. But, um, mm-hmm. like, we never... There was never a sequence where he would, like, stop crimes or anything, because once General Zod invaded, that was the whole movie.
1: Yeah, so... They they tried to get that Inca at kind of Dakota at the end, but I don't think they 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 quite managed to do that in the, just a couple minutes. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, BBS fixed a lot of that for me. Not that I thought it
0: needed fixing, but I mm. I don't get the Superman criticisms for BBS because for me it's like that is comic book
1: Superman to a T. Well, he bit. does a lot. Yeah, there, there's a lot of big screen saving of civilians in that one. Yeah, um, and he does and, investigating as Clark Kent. You know, mm-hmm. I I feel it's more the attitude that he, he feels kind of mopey through it without us ever really seeing him happy. But I
0: don't I don't need to see him happy. Like, oh, <laughs> for me, it's like, well, of course he's mopey. You know, like yeah. it it. For me, it just made me think of stories like Must There Be a Superman? And, you know, mm-hmm. even Grant Morrison's action, Birthright, where he just, he does have a really rough time because people don't trust him and he's trying to do his thing. And I guess part of that would be he doesn't get to be happy because he dies. But, like, I don't, I don't get why that's a problem.
1: You know? Yeah, I, I feel that you, you, you. You need just a little bit more to see what the status quo is at the beginning. Yeah, we never got a status quo. In yeah, any of those movies, really. So,
0: which I blame on rushing to get Batman involved, as usual. Yeah,
1: I I, I would agree. They they really needed a Man of Steel too, I think. And then oh, I think, yeah. and then I think things would have went to, went down a lot more smooth. I don't know if I'm crazy
0: or not, but I swear there was a point where it was. Like Man of Steel two was greenlit, and it turned into BBS.
1: Yeah, I feel like that, and they they brought Batman up, and then everybody was eager to do Batman. Yeah, and like I, I feel like we we needed a Brainiac
0: movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's what everyone says. Give us a Brainiac movie. We're never going to get it. We're just going to get Lex again, <laughs> and it'll be a bad Lex like, because. Lex is like one of the greatest comic villains ever, but they just have to make him terrible in every film.
1: So, yeah. I mean, sometimes the performance makes up for it. Uh, does it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel Gene Hackman, too, in the scenery, is fun.
0: I think uh, Hackman lives up to the, the name.
1: But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't but know. He started with not above collecting a paycheck. Yeah,
0: look, he put... No, he put in a great performance. In fact, my favourite scene is where he's driving the truck and he has a really big hat. But (laughs) it's... It's just not Lex Luthor. Or, you know... No, it's that. And I guess, like, that's not his fault. That's the script's fault. Uh, But I could never get behind it. Because it was just like, how is this guy a threat? He's fallen (laughs) off his ladder because Otis moved it. How is he? (laughs) You know? (laughs) It's... That's why, like, you know, General Zod was good, because he wasn't a clown, so... No. I like, mean, he was that, funny, that,
1: but... Yes. They played the fish-out-of-water comedy, I think, though. Exactly, yeah. Which makes sense. He is an alien. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: But, yeah, I, actually, L- I just... Literally
1: his this. first day on Earth, he's going to take over the place.
0: Yeah, why not? <laughs> That's what Zod <laughs> does. He never misses a step, so... Yeah, but uh, anyway, moving back here. Uh, yeah, I think that about does us. Is yeah, um, obviously uh, plug your shows. You have a couple of them, I believe. Yes. so uh,
1: um, I have a, a movie podcast called Still Watch in the Skies, where we look at kind of under-discussed uh, science fiction movies of the past. Uh, one of the ones we could well, the next one that's upcoming, we're going to be talking about Superman and the moment Men, Ooh. which should be fun, although I don't expect it to be particularly good. <laughs> it will be a snapshot of the times. I've never seen it, actually. Uh, I haven't either. I, I'm familiar with it. I've read essays about it, and yeah. everybody says that the money spent on it doesn't show up on screen. <laughs> and there's a lot of Clark Kent in it, but Ooh. I I am not expecting greatness, but it it may have some interesting. I I feel that uh, Superman uh, an alien preventing a, a a battle between two races on Earth seems like it has some potential to be uh, interesting thematically. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so Superman and some race relations that seems that seems like an interesting idea at least in uh, in general. Yeah even if one of the races is the alien mole or the sub subterranean mole people, but <laughs> well, there are a lot of subterraneans
0: in Superman comics. So
1: yes, there is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is coming up in my, my other podcast is swap things, yep. uh, which we are going through, uh, the Len Wein and Bernie Wrightson, uh, issues of that one this season. but uh, yep. well, we'll go beyond the Bernie Wrightson illustrated ones, uh, to cover all of Len Wein's written issues, so and, and that's quite fun. We're we're moving right ahead on that. We're we have five episodes published, have another two or three in the can right now. So uh, that one will be coming out and be finishing up around Halloween. Oh, perfect. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, well, thanks for coming on, Robert. I'm sure we'll see you on again in the future. Yeah and yeah everyone thanks for listening and before i forget thanks to tasman our patron because i'm naughty i forgot at the start <laughs> so but thank you very much help helping keep the lights on and our next episode i don't know what it's going to be yet but there's a few things <laughs> in the works so you know maybe maybe some hellblazer fans will be happy <laughs> So, until next time. Do we time. want to rate
1: this issue that we watch? Oh, yes. Episode?
0: Thank you for reminding me how to do my own show, because I forgot. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so, you're the guest. You can go first.
1: Um, What are we reading that? Think Kryptonite Hearts, probably? Kryptonite Hearts seems pretty good, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd give it, like, a, a six Kryptonite Hearts out of ten. Yep, yep. I'll give them, oh, I want to say
0: 6.5, as much as going into decimal points is cringeworthy. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I I did really enjoy them, and they're good. Again, like, they are good. I'm rating them on a scale against other Bronze Age issues. So, in fact, I'll yeah, give them a 7.
1: I quite like Well, them. I, I will say they probably didn't spend enough time talking about
0: Kurt Swan's art. <laughs> Yes, I mean, I guess it's a given that it's just good, but he really was in his the seventies and the eighties were like prime mm-hmm. for me, I think. Uh, but you know, you can't go wrong with him unless it's one thing, yeah, and and one it, thing
1: it's... bad. But that was it. Yeah, yeah. he he is uh, he is re- really really uh, uh talented, underappreciated, yeah. definitely underappreciated. Take it for granted. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, there was a threat of favorite Superman artists and he did come up. He did come up, but not enough, in my opinion. So, yeah, let's get those reprints going, DC. Expose these young 90s whippersnappers to... Mm -hmm. Even though I'm younger than most of them, but... (laughs) Yeah. Alright, until next time. See yous. Thank you, everyone, for listening.